welcome to the UCL coverage of Unwanted Football Opinions for the 30, 40, 50 of you who are listening to us. Most likely on YouTube if you're watching us. Thank you for <laughs> clicking on the video. And before uh, we start, do the usual things that everyone else says in YouTube, like like uh, subscribe and all that nonsense. <laughs> and let's move on to our UCL coverage. Yes, Jitu, let's go on. So yeah, this uh, UCL is actually very weird. Like we are seeing a lot of upsets this season. Not many teams are looking good. Um, we'll just start with the first match. Uh, I think we'll just uh, like we'll just focus on the big matches. Like there are small small teams. Uh, Zenit versus Club Brugge. Uh, we'll just move on to that. Uh, Zenit. I just watched the highlights of this game. I expected Zenit to win this game, but uh, a last-minute goal by Bruges uh, got all three points. They were the underdogs in the group, and what a start they have to the group. And uh, another surprise—I uh, wouldn't say surprise—I think they deserved it. Was uh, Lazio's win over Dortmund? So, what do you want to say about that, Elijah? <laughs> I uh, I if I had to root for a team, it would have been Dortmund, and I expected them to win. Honestly, I expected them to win, not because Lazio are bad, but because Dortmund have such great attacking talent. So you would obviously expect them to win. But as good as their attackers are, if their defense is nonsense, what can they do? Chiro Immobile opened the scoring, I believe, in the sixth minute or something. No, let me just open that up and check. So that I don't put out yeah, wrong yeah, facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It started very early. It's a one second. Yeah, sixth minute. Chiro Immobile started in the sixth minute. As if that wasn't good enough, there was an own goal. Yeah, but uh, you can't say it's a own goal because I also thought it was actually a goal by Luis Felipe. But then when you look at closely, yeah, no. the keeper uh, got a touch to yeah, it. So correct. I think technically it became a goal. Yeah, yeah, but still it's a mistake. So. Yeah, they say it's an own goal, but <laughs> Dortmund, like they were hapless. People were running mm. behind them, like it was like the defense was non-existent. Yes, and Jude yes, Bellingham yes. for you know, all you, his uh, you know who was in de- you know who was in defense. They played Thomas Delaney in defense. The lineup I saw itself, I saw, I saw. I saw it hopeless. It looks like like Hummels was there fine. They just I don't know why he is experimenting in UCL games. Like who does that? Exactly. This is not a cup game. This is you can do that in your league. You get smaller opposition. I think they just underestimate. No, I, I understand. Yeah. I understand that you are not looking to dominate your group. You are not looking to win the UCL, and you don't. You are not giving yourself chances. Yeah. But it's a UCL game with the yeah. whole world watching. It's supposed to be like the biggest cup competition for club. Because no one cares about the Club World Cup anyway, but because yeah. of that, at that level, especially people have been calling for his job for a very long time now. People have been saying Lucien Favre is like it's it's done. It's time for people to look at other options, and people are actually linking Dortmund a lot with Pochettino because of the way he trusts in the youth and he makes them play and all that nonsense. Yeah, so. I I I don't understand what was the point of that experiment because. The defense was not bad. It was horrible, and horrible like, is like there the was no, there was nothing wrong. There was nothing wrong with their attack. Their attack was very good. Lazio had defended. I think they should have learned some defending from that game from Lazio. Lazio defended brilliantly to block their front three. Uh, all credits to them. I I personally didn't expect uh, Lazio to win this game because of their poor performance in the Serie A past two weeks. They have lost to Atalanta and Napoli. I think so. So I'm not like 
correct me if i'm wrong i think yeah i think they lost to atalanta horribly uh, i think it was few weeks back yeah. so uh, i didn't expect lazio because they were playing horrible they lose to atalanta and they lose to sampdoria and all i think the previous week they lose to sampdoria which is some mid table team and and i believe lazio has come back to the usual after quite a long time a yeah. long break no experience at all in the, like i don't know what was happening uh, what was he thinking uh, i don't know i just <laughs> like i like I, uh, yeah yeah i knew lazio were no pushovers yeah yeah like i didn't expect them to thrash them or something yeah. but i didn't expect them to lose so horribly who loses 3-1 yeah. and haland that i understand that they had very little chances and they are to blame for it yeah. jude bellingham like i was about to say jude bellingham he made a mistake for all his great uh, hype around him that was a horrible mistake it was, it almost went in for goal no no he and he, you don't even have your most his mistake only considered the first goal his mispass is it okay yeah, maybe his maybe mispass, i got it mixed up his mispass considered the first goal uh, there was another mistake by him if i am not wrong and that almost went in for goal they could have so, scored they could have scored so many goals good thing it like it ended at 3 like they were opening up it, completely <laughs> So I I think we should move on from the Dortmund game so <laughs> yeah. just summarize it in one sentence. <laughs> it, it was bad it was horrible. So what uh, we'll go to next game I I I watched this game uh, Dynamo Kiev versus Juventus. Uh it is was actually one of the, the most boring games that I watched <laughs> all the, because they were walking i think like they were walking like before I think Juventus was like tactically moving into that old defensive style play. and as far as the two goals they scored i think like yeah they got chances they just took chances they didn't dominate the game kiev were also putting attacks they had opportunities and uh, that first goal i think uh, they were a bit fortunate as well first goal from morata was actually a rebound uh, from yeah. kulusevski's shot so they were a bit fortunate but uh, towards the end of the game i think uh, they just sealed it uh it was looking far from domination because uh, kiev had actually had more shots than juventus the possession was also equal juventus did struggle uh, defensively of course i have to point out the early departure of kielini due to injury and I don't know how that will affect uh, but then juventus have been struggling because of uh, all the covid situation in the team as well as injury problems and uh, I don't know what is happening there is some issue between I've heard like some issues there between Paolo Dybala and uh, Pirlo like he's not been starting Dybala hasn't started a game in a long time since the season has started remember he was the and he yeah, he's supposed to be like a wonder kid he is yeah. supposed to be like the Paul Pogba of his he, generation he was the player right of the season in Serie A last season and he is not starting yes like there is there are growing tensions and uh, if they're not able to sort it out i could see him leaving the club also uh, i think i'll have a notebook from next time so that whenever a question comes here i can write it here so remind <laughs> yeah. me later on during the talk let's talk about if dibala moves on from juventus where he could go to and where he should go to very uh, i think we should note it down like i think we have a lot of questions and you just forget it out <laughs> uh yeah so right, next uh, time i'll keep a notebook i i hopefully will remember this but yeah if alvaro morata weren't there yeah, yeah. i i think it would have been a different story it, it could have been a draw for all i know because dynamo kiev weren't uh, exactly like uh, like they were not how you expected over. them to be i thought 
Yeah, I thought they were going to be pushovers. I genuinely thought they were going to be because Juventus was always attacking quality. I it slipped out of my mind that Ronaldo was not playing, but I <laughs> no, genuinely no, thought no, Dybala would start. Actually, I thought Dybala would start because it's a UCL game yeah. and you are a new coach. I, I understand that you're offered some luxuries, but this is the highest level yeah. at which you can play. Yeah. So if you start your star players, if you get good results under your belt, it would be good for you. But I don't know what gamble he was taking with that, but. So the Juventus really out. got into the game in the second half to be honest and I think second half after Dybala came it it was looking like they were creating something and for me even though the the Juventus was playing like dead fish or something uh, this guy was brilliant Federico Chiesa that that was the only reason that I was focusing on the match because like when he had the ball there was actually something happening like he created mm. the first first chance the all I think he was involved in both the goals So I think for me he was the man of the match brilliant signing to be honest and a brilliant player actually I saw him in the last even though you were boring in even Syria last game I just covered uh, against Crotone I think so uh, he was actually good I think I am looking forward to see him uh, in uh, Juventus brilliant player so I think we have <laughs> stressed too much and we'll go on to the next match yeah, let's, <laughs> yeah let's talk about Leipzig versus Bayern we'll go on to the bigger games towards the end Yeah, bigger games and inverted <laughs> inverted commas, not inverted brackets, but yeah. Yeah. So, what do you want to say? Uh, did you watch the game? Uh, yeah, I, I didn't watch the game live. Yeah. I watched the replay. I didn't watch the highlights. I watched the replay because I wanted to understand. Yeah. Highlights are very misleading. Yeah. You can just watch it and be like, "Oh, these guys are dominating." But if you watch the replay, you understand how they. Very true. Very up. true. <laughs> and uh, genuinely, I still don't understand why Man City let go of Angelino. <laughs> Uh, because that that guy is very very good at least he works brilliantly and he works perfectly for the system the way that uh, leipzig play yeah. and it, it it didn't look like total dominance because yeah. possession looked more or less i think same but i think first they didn't half, look extremely dominant yeah but whenever they had the ball they looked to be progressing with the ball very well and they were holding on to the ball for however long they could pretty well And there's nothing much to talk about this game. So if you have anything else to say, I, I, the only re- thing that I stood out for me was Angelino. why is Angelino not in Man City given their troubles? <laughs> and before we started the recording, yeah. my notifications showed me that Man City was one down to West Ham <laughs> inside 20 minutes. Go okay, ahead. Weird. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> I don't see like this. UCL is going to be totally unpredictable. I don't think. I don't think there will be a big team, especially the schedule and the teams are playing horribly. I think we'll talk that about that uh, later after we finish all each of the fixtures. So Leipzig, yep. yeah, I think uh, we were expecting them to win, even though Besiktas played really well. To be honest, and yep. they played really well. They, I think it's the first time they're playing or something in uh, the Champions League. They won the Turk uh, Turkish league, I think, last season. They were unexpected champions. Uh, yeah. So we'll uh, move on to the next game. Uh, Let's talk about all the expected ones, and then move on to the ones that we did not expect at all. The ones we did not see coming at all. <laughs> so we'll just. So let's talk about Bayern. We'll talk about Bayern four <laughs> okay. nil against Atletico because I did not expect Atletico to win against a team that would break down their defense like it was good, good I, for nothing, and they did. I that. I expect. Yeah, I I expected one nil. I literally thought, okay, they'll score. Whoever scores the first goal, I think that will be the score line. Uh, I think they were supposed, to, even if it was Atletico, like whoever scores the first goal is going to win, and. I think it was going to be like Atletico defense. There will be bus parking most of the time. Nothing is there, and it will go on like that. 
I think all the previous fixtures between Atletico and Bayern were like that. Like they were very low scoring. Either it was a draw, one uh, one, or it was one nil win for either of the sides. So this is actually yes, unbearable. Yes. So what is your uh, opinion on the game? It was actually very good. It showed why Bayerns are the defending champions of the UCL, and it also showed why technically they are the best team in the world right now, like the club team. Everyone was spot on. Everyone knew their roles well. Muller was again brilliant for the team. Kingsley Coman with his two goals was brilliant. And uh, I think, uh, like before the game, I heard that uh, Gnabry was uh, there was no gra- out because he had tested positive for COVID, and I'm like, oh, this just got interesting. No Gnabry, no Sane. I think it was not. Yeah, exactly. Is I was it? going to go to that. No Gnabry, so I'm like, okay, yeah, Sane will <laughs> fill in for him. I'm like, Sane also is not there. I'm like, oh, this just got interesting. Davies is also then, starting. <laughs> yeah, Luka and yeah. is good. Uh, yeah, all of them were. Yeah, Davies also was not starting. And Atletico just, they put three, four aeroplanes and 10 buses. So that's a bus station and an airport <laughs> parking bay. How are, like, because despite Bayern being great, there's only so much you can do against a team that sits that deep in. So I knew that Bayern were going to win. I backed them to win, but it was surprising. By, uh, uh, the margin was surprising because 4-0 is not what I expected. I thought maybe 2-0 or maybe 2-1 or at the most a draw. But yeah. 4-0 was actually a very convincing victory. So... That is a message for everyone who's thinking that, yeah, Bayern are not anything without this player or without this player, they're bad or yeah, they might be yeah. fatigued or because someone bet them in the league, they're going to be bad. This was a message to everyone saying, bro, we are still here. <laughs> no, the thing uh, that I want to like what happened in the game, I think is that uh, Atletico didn't expect, like didn't know what to do after Bayern had scored more than one goal. So they usually uh, like... Most of the matches that they win, they'll be scoring the first goal or uh, what do you call the other team will not have scored. Like they would have scored back within the first goal. But in this game, Bayern had scored, already scored some 2-3 goals and Atletico didn't know what to do. Like they usually score and sit back. Usually like they're happy with the draw, like sit back. But Bayern were continuously scoring then Atletico didn't know what to do after that because they don't usually focus on the attacking like... Uh, I think Simeone's tactics are getting old and he hasn't evolved as football has evolved in the past few years and uh, either he evolves his tactics to be more attacking minded or I see Atletico going even down uh, further. Because Atletico are Atletico so (laughs) that is expected. And if there is an Atletico fan, I honestly don't care. Stop watching a channel if that's all it takes. <laughs> I genuinely hate that team. That's not how you're supposed to play. But uh, let's move on to Atlanta. Was it Michelin? Michelin. How you pronounce Michelin, that? Michelin, yeah, Michelin. I did not watch this game. I just watched the I, highlights. So. I also watched only the highlights. <laughs> I think uh, it was pretty straightforward. I think Atlanta were dominant. Yeah, Michelin gave a good... Uh, account of themselves they had a chance here and there but Atlanta were like too superior in terms of quantity sorry quality and it would be a morale booster to them after past week's uh, horrible performance against uh, Napoli and uh, good moving on it will be a positive and they did get a clean sheet that is actually very good Midland is not a big team but a positive morale so what are your opinions 
Uh, I just watched the highlights and in that Atlanta obviously looked dominant. So there's nothing else I want to say. Like Atlanta, they played in the like normal style. They were playing free for free flowing football, yeah. which is obviously a joy to watch, and they looked good. There's nothing more I want to add to that. <laughs> Let's move on to another uh, predictable game. Yeah, Barca. Uh, Should we go? Yeah, Barca was actually ba- expected about. No, no, no. Let's move on to the Barca one. Yeah, Barca. So Barca was a Saros. Did you watch it live or did you watch the highlights? Um, I watched the replay. <laughs> okay, you watched the replay. I watched it uh, live yeah. because I have to. There is no other option for me. I want to see how they do. Yeah, and generally, one encouraging sign was Koeman looks like a man who is in charge. Yeah. He didn't just go for like uh, the big names who are there. He, gen- he went for people who he thought would be good for the team. Yeah, and it showed because Dembele was not starting, Griezmann was not starting. No, Dembele so came off it, the bench. It, it, uh. I think. So. Yeah, Dembele came, came off the, the bench, bench, and yeah. then and he Messi assisted him and he scored. So yeah. the bright spots are obviously Pedri. He came off the bench and he scored. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to count Dembele among the bright spots until he actually proves himself to be of some worth. Yeah, but then obviously, uh, I don't think Coutinho started, did he? Yeah, yeah Coutinho is playing. Yeah. yeah. Coutinho started. I'm going to edit this out. So yeah, <laughs> Messi was very good. Uh, Ansu Fati obviously brilliant as usual. Yeah, like they were uh, running very well. But amongst all the positives, there were quite a few negatives to take away from the game. Yeah. I don't understand why PK had to make that uh, nonsensical tackle because of which he got okay. red card. You're out. He's out for the next game. In against the UCL against, against Juventus. Yeah. What is the point of a senior player who just signed a new contract and who is supposed to be the yeah. architect, the cornerstone of your own defense, sitting out for the game? It makes no sense. And you were leading three one or four one at that point. I don't remember exactly. I th- no. Uh, I think it was uh, this thing. Uh, was it a penalty? I think so. His foul gave up the penalty. So no. I was thinking like, okay, you are leading five nil. You okay. They, even if they score a goal, I don't think it would pretty much matter. Okay, you don't want them to score a goal. At least try and make the tackle outside the penalty box. So you can say it's a tactical foul. This was not good thinking. Literally, there was no benefit. They didn't get a clean sheet in the end. They didn't get... Uh, he's going to miss the next match. I think straight red guard is two matches banned, I think so. I have yeah, a doubt. it's two matches banned. Two matches banned. So... He is not going to be there for defending, especially against the game against Juventus. Uh, of course, Ronaldo is not there. He's coming. But still, it's Juventus. You can't afford... Uh, exactly. Yeah, you can't afford. Who is coming in, in place of him? Ronald Aru, 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 okay. or okay. Is he Ronald Aruho. Is he He's decent. He's a youngster. So, okay. you can't expect much. Okay, I will learn the pronunciation of Ronald Aruo. Please <laughs> yeah. don't hate me. Please don't stop it watching our videos because I'm mispronouncing <laughs> names. It's not that I don't know the player. This is that I find it very hard to pronounce and I didn't look up his pronunciation. And he has not impressed me as much as Ricky Pooch to learn his pronunciation. So I did not learn. But yeah, he's not great, but I'm pretty sure he can fill in because after PK went off, oh yeah, Philip Coutinho had to go out for this guy to come. Yeah, yeah. How I forgot that. Coutinho so, yeah. again looked good, I think. So, Coutinho again is... Uh, Coutinho has looked good. That's what I'm telling you. I will definitely send a bouquet and a box of chocolates to Bayern. Yeah. For taking <laughs> Coutinho for that one season. <laughs> making him better and sending him back to us. Because he definitely looks way, way better. And I think a lot of it has to do with Koeman's 
status because kumar is an in charge kumar is in charge and he's trusting him he's the boss right now yeah not only is he trusting him now the whole play does not depend on messi alone Very messi true. earlier barcelona was like it's all about messi now it's not like that or to some extent it's not like that it's more of everyone contributes messi is also a part of it it's not I that everyone contributes pass it to messi and messi scores it's not I like that anyway i think uh, which is a very positive yeah, yeah. sign no i i think uh, they were like i think they have already pictureized uh, messi leaving next summer something like that and yeah. i think their good thing they started making uh, steps for like after messi what do we do right now itself and it depends they are not passing to messi passing to messi i see like the, even though they are still in the rebuild i think this is a positive thing for the future so uh, definitely and definitely ansu fati again brilliant game for him super <laughs> i don't know what to say the thing is yeah in the longer run I, i don't know we are going too deep into barcelona at this point but i just have yeah. to make this comment busquets is 32 and he has confessed he by himself has said i am not the player that i once was and we can see that on the field he's good yeah, yeah. but he definitely isn't the busquets that we all have loved watching yeah. over the years so obviously uh, Pjanic is kind of a cover for him. Yeah. But he's also 30 now. Yeah. Will turn 31 in no time. Two aging players. Who else do you have to fit in your system? I know Sergio Roberto is not technically a right back and is playing right back for too long and he can also fit in as a CDM. Good enough. Yeah. But he's also 28. De Jong is like what 23 or 24. He has a good 10 years and his yeah. contract has gone up by what 6 years now. Yeah. The next 6 years is going to be there. Yeah. So one part of a double pivot is fixed. Yeah. So I I don't understand what is going on, but I pray that this fellow Bartomeu loses his word, gets out as soon as possible, so the rebuild can start as soon as possible. Because yes. Busquets is going to be there. I'm not saying they're going to throw him out or whatever. And both of them are going to work for some time. Let's say two, three years at the most. That's all I can give. Three years maximum. Busquets yeah. will be 35 by then, and by that time, I'm pretty sure he'll stop playing. Yeah. And Pjanic will be there, so he will be around 33, 34 by then. So that is not a bad thing, but how long are you going to work this for? And Coutinho is already twenty nine now, three years is thirty two. Yeah. Messi is thirty three, mostly leaving, so that's not a issue. Griezmann is already twenty nine now; he'll be thirty two then. I, I I don't know what the thing is. So though it looks good right now that we won the UCL game, it's against a team that is not like up to your standards, if I can say. Think the first. Not saying Barcelona are playing. Yeah, yeah uh, exactly. Yeah. The first time. Yeah. So I'm not saying Barcelona have very high standards, but at least to that name, there's a standard. Yeah. And th- the thing is, despite your defense being pretty experienced, I'm not going to say like the most experienced, but pretty experienced, they were able to get quite a few chances. Yeah. <laughs> and that is not good, especially when you're playing in the UCL. Yeah. This is a very small team. Yeah. In all honesty, it's a very small team. When you're coming against a team like Juventus, or if you go ahead, move on ahead to other groups, and God forbid you have to face a team like uh, Bayern right up after you cross the group, eight to what you're going to lose even more horribly. It's going to be bad. That's all I have to say about this game. Yeah, so we'll just move on to the next game. Uh, we'll just see uh, the Chelsea versus Sevilla game. So uh, that is expected. Okay, yeah. we'll talk about Salzburg. We'll go to Chelsea next. Chelsea, Sevilla. What is there to talk about? <laughs> okay, we'll talk about Chelsea, Sevilla only. Okay, none of the teams looked interested we'll, in winning at any okay, cost. Uh, we'll They were passing the ball around <laughs> like it meant nothing. It like it looked like the game had no value at all. 
so we'll do one thing we'll uh, just uh, like we'll just uh, cover the smaller fixtures like uh, we have ren versus krasnodar Uh, we'll just cover all those and we'll. I, uh, I didn't even watch the that. highlights for that game. <laughs> we'll just say we'll have Olympic Mars, uh, Marse versus Olympiakos. So we'll just cover all no, those. Marse Olympiakos. Yeah. Generally, genuinely, I have to talk about that. I actually watched the replay. We all don't understand what happened. Okay, then because I backed Marse okay, to win. We'll move on to that then. <laughs> Olympiakos. Yeah, I genuinely backed Marse to win. Yeah. Not only because they're their bigger name. Yeah. But they bet PSG. I know that PSG was kind of. Yeah. Not at full strength back then, yeah. but still, Marse are Marse, and Olympiakos are technically not that big of a team. Yeah, but when you watch the game, it didn't actually look like that. Not much to separate. Though they all, yeah, there was not much between the teams, yeah. and Olympiakos only got the winner. I think after the ninety minutes. Yeah, ninety plus one injury time. <laughs> yeah, so. It's not like exactly it was like a hard fought win or something. Yeah. But it was not like it was one sided and the other team won by fluke or something. Yeah. So, so this it was kind is, of balanced. Group is but going it to should be, not be like that. Group is going to be more open, I think. So. Uh, no, that, that's the trend around all leagues, including the Champions League. People yeah. are not expecting a topping. <laughs> yeah. Tables. Yeah. Let's move on to the Sevilla Chelsea game. Like I said before, there was nothing to talk about. It. <laughs> I've already said my no. piece. None of I, the teams look interested, and I actually backed Sevilla yeah. to win. I do not like Chelsea. I do not like the way <laughs> they are playing, and it is going to take Hakim Ziyech or Christian Pulisic to lift that team to become a team that is actually contending for any title. I think because all, as of now they suck. That had to be said, and I have said it. Like uh, still, I think all their signings haven't started till still now. I think so. Ziyech not yet. Yeah, not so yet. I think uh, only then we'll be able to see some positive signs. Uh, but then the defense is still looking rough i don't think the defense except for ben chilwell i don't think the other defense is near as good as defending rhys james is good in the forward run but i don't think he is good in defending as far and as god zuma is god zuma you could tell <laughs> okay zuma and rudiger we are not uh, mentioning uh, that is close case rudiger is not even a football <laughs> player forget about a defender he is not even a football player <laughs> I have said so, this since times immemorial. Only out of respect for Advait yeah, yeah. and to spare him any, <laughs> to spare like to spare our viewers and listeners all kinds of nonsense. I don't talk about him. That's all. I genuinely hate what Chelsea has become right now. So the only positive thing that we can take out of this game is actually Edward Menti and Chelsea keeping a clean sheet. So I am actually happy uh, for Chelsea in terms of that. And uh, I think that guy is good. He's not. He's not making basic mistakes. So that is good. Even though it's only a matter of time, yeah. in my opinion, because <laughs> I watched videos breaking yeah. him down, and apparently he has like kind of similar record to how Kepa was, not as bad as Kepa, but he also has like attitude problems and stuff like that. So no, at least like if he's on the same level, it's good. If it gets worse, uh, he's there in for another night. That's all I can say. Like I'd say, what you should do, like if you're having a bad form or something, stop playing these short passes. Just clear the ball. You will feel confident. Like Adrian. What? Yeah, just clear the ball. I will come on to that. I actually liked Radian's performance last game. I will tell why I liked it. So that's what we'll Edward Mendy yeah. and, and this is this is actually positive for Chelsea because he kept a clean sheet, not many mistakes, and he's definitely definitely better than Kepa. The fact that he's not taking risks. One hundred percent. He's not taking risks as far as I saw the game, and he made a, a couple of good saves in the game as well. So we'll have to see further on what how he plays, and overall this game. Yeah, it was what you call 
not that attractive uh, even though there were a lot of chances for both of the sides why are you being diplomatic the game was bad none of the teams looked like they wanted to win anything both of them were like okay let's just let's just get through this let's just go to europa league that is the place for us <laughs> <laughs> they just thought. I think they just thought like anyway. Uh, which are the other two teams in the group? I just wait. Uh, it is a very crappy group. Other than these two, I don't even know the other one. Yeah, we'll they, they thought. The I think they will just run and cross no dar. So we'll just beat all the other teams and we'll just pass through anyway. Okay. And all of them are on one point. <laughs> all of them are on one Both point. Both are draws. <laughs> Sad. So Sad. yeah, that pretty much sums up the Sevilla Chelsea game. So which game should we more? Should we talk PSG Manu? We didn't finish Liverpool. No, let's talk about Liverpool game. Liverpool game was good. Adrian yeah, yeah, sucked yeah, yeah. as usual, but he was better than usual. Defense yeah. was not great, but they managed to hold on despite Van Dijk being absent. Yeah. What else was there? The attack looked blunt because none of them were getting any chances. None of them finished. Hmm. The only goal that they that they got came off an own goal deflection or kind unlucky. of some, something of that sort out of Tagliafico. He didn't intend to do that. Yeah, yeah. And, unlucky. Uh, it was kind of lucky. <laughs> yeah, I felt palm for Ajax. I think they actually played very well. No matter what you see in ESPN FC or any other YouTube channel, uh, my opinion at least is Liverpool were lucky to win that game. It would have been a draw. And I think <laughs> this is the first game that Liverpool has won against Ajax. In the oh. history of UCL, yeah, they played only twice. You know what is the score of the last game? Can you guess the score of the last time Liverpool played Ajax? Two what legs, two, two, three, two, seven. I have no clue. Oh my god! <laughs> it was something. Which in year was this? Nineteen sixty-eight or something. Long back. That was the only other okay. time they played. So <laughs> this is the first time they are able to that too in Ajax's home stadium. So <laughs> the thing I have to point out during this game was, yeah, Ajax was not even at their best. They were good, but they were not at their best. They still and Liverpool <laughs> could, yeah, exactly. And they played good, and Liverpool couldn't break into that defense. God knows what will happen if you go into the next chance. Okay, I understand Van Dijk is important. Yeah, and I myself have ranted about it for so long, but yeah. it is already time to move on. They, you have so many games. Yeah. They're going to play a game today at twelve thirty Indian Standard Time. Yeah, and I don't know how long they're going to hang on it for. And all those press conferences, they are so irritating. I understand Van Dijk is an important part of your game and etc. But you yeah. can't hang on it for so long. And Fabinho did more than a decent job. I think he was even better than Gomez. Though Gomez did perform better than all his previous performances, Fabinho was easily the best among the whole defense line there. Yeah. yeah. If you have anything to say, please add. <laughs> He's not even a proper defender. <laughs> He's exactly. not even a defender, and his defense better than. So I would like to break it simply down. The defense, uh, to be honest, was bad. uh adrian was okay i'm not saying he's bad like he made a big mistake like he they almost uh, considered a goal good considered, thing that def- yeah. that deflected that deflection went off outside but he was decent as well uh, like he fared put up a fairly good amount of saves and uh, ended the game denying ajax ajax had a multiple uh, lot of chances i think ajax had i saw the game it was and they were not able to convert it it's yeah. not that liverpool defended well it's not ajax is fault that they yeah. couldn't convert and it's not that they were ge- adrian they for were all his experience to- He yeah. looks afraid as soon as he sees someone with the ball at his feet. <laughs> you are a footballer who's been playing football for so long. Why are you afraid of seeing the ball at somebody else's feet? You can use your hands yeah. compared to that guy. I don't know. Ajax had five shots on target. They had five shots. I think only Liverpool had just one ahead of them. Uh, as far as start, I think everything was similar. Ajax. Despite losing many of the players this season, Van der Beek this season, Des this season, 
they still managed to make a good uh, played good like uh, put up a good picture of out themselves in the game and i genuinely believe tagliafico to barcelona should be a thing no sorry your left back I, I, i genuinely believe tagliafico yeah. to barcelona should become a thing okay like how how old is he is he closing to 30? i think he's around 30 now but still yeah. jordi alba is injury prone to a different level he's like on dembele level at left side itself is cursed yeah yeah <laughs> but uh, tagliafico has been like consistent for ajax for quite a long time i don't know why you're talking about this but yeah let's move on so we'll move on i think we have a couple <laughs> some more fixtures so uh, should we move on to any other big games that we missed out no no please give us a share done PSG versus Man U. How could he miss that? <laughs> yeah, let, let me just say, uh, talk about Salzburg versus Lokomotiv Moscow. I don't know why it was a draw, <laughs> but then Salzburg also is not well, like a very big club. Yeah, both and, were, both were uh, fairly uh, in terms matched, of stature, yeah. they were equal. But Salzburg looked the better team for me. Uh, okay, so as of now, no, no, we have two, three big games. I think left yeah, to cover. <laughs> Two, three big games. Okay, let's not go to PSG Manu. We'll keep PSG Manu and Real Madrid to the like last. We'll talk uh, extensively. Like we'll that. talk about Inter Milan versus Mönchengladbach. <laughs> yeah, Borussia yeah. Mönchengladbach. So, I, so, I only watch the highlights. So, Jitu, please go first. Um, I watched the replay. Uh, so, Inter gave a typical Inter performance. So, as to say, like... It What is that even supposed to mean? Typical Inter performance. Like, Inter has a potential... uh but they don't show the full potential their performance is like that they were supposed to win this game and i was giving them fails to win this game but i don't know why they uh, they i don't know what is going on like yeah they have problems in the defense last game uh, i think it was uh, sort of like play to lukaku do something i think it was lukaku lukaku all the way and uh, sanchez yeah. looked decent but it was not good enough and uh, they scored first that is a story with sanchez all the time isn't it <laughs> they scored first they scored first yeah, yeah. and then they considered two goals so Twice, uh, defensively yeah. they looked uh, vulnerable uh, um yeah but then they didn't have uh, their uh, top defender who is say milan skriniar is not playing uh, and uh, what else uh, this guy lotaro martinez was also not there uh, yeah. so that was also there to affect but they look they clearly have more quality than gladback but no mention gladback uh, did play really well and uh, the way the second goal was scored by gladback the jonas hofman goal he literally had space to run into i don't yes. know where the defense was arturo <laughs> viral was actually horrible in this game unnecessary yeah, he gave away the penalty no yeah yeah dumb unnecessary <laughs> stuff he did like i don't know yeah okay you i don't know i don't know i don't want to talk about him the first goal was his mistake and he made further mistakes in the game uh, that jonas hofman goal it was bad defending from uh, milan uh, because he was given acres of space just to simply run into the box so it was just simply easy for them uh, that goal but then again lukaku had to pull them back that guy is in brilliant form i think for me he is the best player in that team as far as uh, I, so far this season because he has been I think he's among he's among the best players in their league itself yeah yeah because he's doing what he's asked to do he's committing towards it at least he's doing that that to even perfectly even high standard uh 
but the defense the defense has to step up and yeah, yeah milan group, yeah yeah so go on go on just finish so I this look, group looks very open right now <laughs> given the next game we have to talk about is about real madrid that too in the same group so this group is looking very open because of the unexpected results we got uh Yeah. So we'll move on. What is your opinion? Do you have anything to say about Inter game, or we'll move on to the yeah. Real? Yeah, uh, everything you said holds up. I just want to point out yeah. two players. Yeah, one is Perisic and one is Christian Eriksen. Yeah, Perisic just won the Champions League with Bayern and came back. Yeah, uh, he looks good, but obviously one player is not good enough to hold the entire team. The other one is Christian Eriksen. He made such a high-profile move from Spurs to. I think they want to win trophies. <laughs> they were looking to sell him this something. season. <laughs> that guy has looked. A uh, guy has been invisible yeah. for such a long time. I have don't even remember seeing him <laughs> on TV even once. Yeah, he, they are not even starting him. I think this game. I think they gave a chance over Martinez. I think so. Little bit. Was uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It was not like a great game. Yeah. Uh, because I. Manchester United back are not like the best side even in Bundesliga, but Inter yeah. Milan are among the best sides in Serie A. The Gladbach so just won one win so far in the Bundesliga season. They uh, they didn't look to be good. Uh, the only player I liked in that team was Marcus Thuram. Uh, you probably know he's the son of the great Lilian Thuram, the yes, legendary yes, yes, defense player. So uh, I think that guy is a great prospect and. Uh, Like that penalty won. Like he played brilliantly and forced Vidal. Yeah, mm. even though Vidal was stupid enough to commit that foul. So okay, let's just move on to the game. I think there's nothing. Let's move on very brilliantly and very beautifully to our game with Real Madrid and Shakhtar. Shakhtar. <laughs> so Real Madrid was. I'm going to horrible. put this out there. I'm wearing a Barcelona shirt, and it's not because I'm hating Real Madrid, but Real Madrid sucked. Barcelona has been bad. Barcelona has been bad for a very long time. No, I, I but, uh, the defense. I'm not telling the attack was bad. The attack was decent. The defense was attack like donkey shit. <laughs> See, this is that is the problem. With Ramos, the whole team looks brilliant. Yeah. Not only the defense. Yeah. With Ramos, the whole team looks like they they are like. In control. Without Ramos, they are like headless chickens running around the. There's no no one is doing there to some express voice. No, I probably because uh, uh, these uh, their older players, much of the Modric, Cruz, uh, and I think they're not vocal enough. Ramos is very vocal. He just he bosses the defense around. He lets know the. And I have to say, if it is worth, it wasn't for Thibaut Courtois, they would have lost the match with more goals than expected. Definitely. They, Definitely, they yeah. even though they might fit hard felt, I don't think they why they why they should fit hard felt because the last goal was uh, ruled out by VAR because you can't block I, the vision of the. I'll, I'll tell you why they felt hard felt. I wanted to mention this at the beginning only, but then I don't know how many people have just shut the video and gone off. So I'm just yeah. going to say this now. Yeah. Just because VAR has always been preferable to you, has you've been getting preferential treatment from all the referees yeah. and FIFA in general doesn't mean <laughs> when the whole world is seeing at least once they'll rule against you. Yeah, we could see it, it was a clear no goal. Yeah, that's why we are disallowed. Vinicius Junior, I don't know what the hell that guy was doing. Like just board of the way, he's literally standing in front of the goalkeeper. Uh, he's not even know what is happening. Like he's like, क्या हो रहा है? क्या हो रहा है? Standing there, yeah, of course they'll rule it out. And uh, no, that goal, they that goal was brilliant. There's nothing else wrong. Just because that guy stand in front of him, see how it cost his team in the end. So. 
I think uh, that will that awareness of where to be like not do such stuff should come early uh, later. He's just I think he's twenty or something. So I think that will come on earlier as a football player. Uh, not only that, yeah, defense has looked bad. Yeah. But then you, ha- I'm not saying you have like a world class attack and you are going to dominate everyone with your attack and all of that nonsense. Yeah. But you don't have a bad attack at all. You have a pretty decent above average attack if you yeah. ask me. They should have been able to pull something past the team who are from Turkey. Their league is not even competitive. They, they, and they were missing 10 players in the starting game. Exactly. I was, I was going to say the exact same thing. 10 to 12 players were not even in there. They are starting players from the starting squad from the first squad yeah. this was a B squad and you lost to them I don't understand <laughs> what excuse you can have for that okay <laughs> crazy game. I didn't expect that I, I don't I, no matter what you say I don't see I exp- like uh, I didn't Dan Mette didn't deserve to win even though it was the last minute uh, they didn't deserve the draw as well and all credits to Thibaut Koto I felt bad for that guy he was literally the best player on the pitch for uh Real Madrid and like he has been proving the his critics wrong like he had a lot of uh, what you called bad opinions regarding him when he came to Real Madrid and he's proving brilliantly uh, despite his defense I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm coming to our standard dialogue of every single episode where is Tiba Cortua coming to Real Madrid from Chelsea <laughs> <laughs> which <laughs> proves my point that if you want to set a proper career if you want your career to go to an upward trajectory, leave Chelsea, go to another club, you will be brilliant. No, actually, you why? You can continue with your club. <laughs> okay, you don't have to talk about it. Why did they let them go? Do you know who got him? him? Yeah. Sari yeah. got Kepa yeah. instead of Thibaut Kotwa. Like, Crazy. what? 480 million. Uh, <laughs> 480 million. Okay, cra- leave it. I'm please. going to put this part of my video and they have to see my face and my reactions. Horrible. <laughs> yeah, go on. Okay, I think we are hating on Chelsea a lot. <laughs> so what hating on Chelsea? That team, no, for all the drama that all their fans do. See, that is why I don't even well, like. That, yeah, I that, honestly that don't like even Barcelona. That is a problem. And United right now. That is a problem. Your team is doing bad. Accept it. You have to understand. No, one small thing. I I genuinely don't even like Barca fans or United fans right now because. One small thing they see and they'll be like, yes, we are back. We are world <laughs> achievers. We'll do anything. Then uh, one simple thing, just go play against Bayern Munich. Then you'll understand <laughs> where you are and come back. Simple. Okay. So uh, I think Real Madrid gave, uh, I think there's nothing much to talk about it. Real Madrid. There was bad. an own goal, Rafael Varane. Yeah, the defense was Another always, Varane mistake. Another Varane mistake. The first goal was Eder Militao's mistake. So, uh, I think the next goal was uh, Marcelo's mistake. Like the defense completely all, each and every one of them were to blame for uh, all the goals conceded. So we don't have to point out. I think most of you who would have uh, listening to us would have matched that match. Uh, and you would have seen because it is a shocking result. I think even if you haven't watched the match live, you would have at least seen the highlights because it's actually shocking. And I have a very good feeling Zidane's job is at risk. Considering Real Madrid are a team who will sack their coach if they have four matches, if they have one in four, two, three matches in a row. So we'll come to that in our off script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll have to. We'll finish yeah. off United because we're at forty-four minutes right now. Yeah, that is a so big game. Also. PSG versus are, are there any games United. left? Uh, this is the last game. This is United the last versus game. PSG. Okay, okay. 
so it's in it's we can go in depth about this <laughs> yeah okay. this was a game that i loved to watch and also hated to watch at the same time <laughs> so i loved to watch it because united was actually playing attacking football more or less to a large like, extent i like what, i hated to watch it because yeah, yeah. psg the defense i don't know what that was i i honestly don't know what it was i like to point out one saying like united deserved the win to be honest united deserved the win they played well and uh, especially their defense they defended well and uh, without, harry without harry mcguire don't have him in the I, team only send him on a long vacation i can't pronounce that there's a new guy i think their academy product uh, in center yeah, defense yeah. Uh, i wait i let me see if i can pronounce his name uh, what was his name uh, some wait. let me just look up Let me just look up the name properly so I don't mispronounce uh, it too. Chuan Zebe. Chuan Zebe. Chuan Zebe. So uh, this guy had been struggling with injuries so he couldn't make it to the first game and I think he what I gave to show is Tyre and done this and uh, credits to Ole as well like he got executed uh, what he wanted to do in like he uh, the first what he, he managed to nullify uh, Uh, the PSG attack and uh, no credits taken away from United. Brilliant performance, especially Visaka and uh, this guy Swanbe. So they were the standout players in that game. And one more thing that I have to point out was PSG played like they didn't want to win the game. Mm, I was coming to that. And I don't know what was going in Thomas Tuchel's minds. Like you know, uh, why are you playing? putting your best player right against their best player like they are playing literally playing mbappe in the same wing that bisaka is playing like he is a good, he is their best defender in that team and you are directly putting him out and look how bad it worked out for them instead he mbappe can be playing both wings if he had just played him in the other wing i the think they would have defenders actually pulled off such brilliant tackles like yeah. the tackles were so well timed this guy they knew when to go <laughs> the dembape was completely they, under there was no space for those guys to actually pass in the final third run in the final third nothing they could do yeah, yeah. if the ball is with you the ball is just with you there is no way you're going any close to the goal I'd say, and the other thing i have to point out yeah this David Dia yeah. for all the sucking that he is doing in the Premier League he was on UCL mode on a <laughs> different saves, level lot of millions I don't know what kind of saves he was pulling off it was magical <laughs> So I'd say uh United were good and PSG were bad as well so uh, coming on to the point I was mentioning earlier if they had played Mbappe in the other wing like the same wing as Luke Shaw because Luke Shaw didn't good didn't look good as far as I, he was he looked a bit shaky so psg could have yes. exploited it i didn't know why thomas tuchel didn't think, uh, think of that because neymar and mbappe can play in both wings so you can just exchange them i okay leave it to something uh, i think uh, psg deserved that loss and united definitely definitely deserved the win and this puts the group completely open i think this is the most open group uh, <laughs> So no actually I I didn't expect PSG to lose I thought at the most what will happen was there would be a draw. draw but genuinely United were the better team on that day they were not like a brilliant team yeah. but of those two teams they were the better team and that's why they won and yeah. like he said and their defense was Tuchel got the tactics and the defense yeah, exactly their yeah. defense was shining and though Martial got a 
a header in into yeah. his own goal yeah <laughs> he did a good job throughout the game otherwise to come there yeah, yeah he got them and back. the other thing i wanted to point out was bruno fernandes got a penalty yeah and he missed the penalty for the second time in a row which he had to be retaken but if that had stood yeah the game could have been different in my opinion because then the game was quite open yeah united would still have to like, go forward uh, at time yeah, so yeah that was the first goal of the game yeah. so if that was not there he had saved it now the defenders would be obliged to defend well because they had considered a penalty or the team had already considered a penalty and yeah. the keeper actually did a good job of saving it so now the defense had to step up and the attack because of what the keeper had done had to put in something put in the good performance and get the goal yeah. and but I, i i don't understand this new thing of having to retake penalties <laughs> like var is killing the game killing the game horribly Yeah, so <laughs> I, I genuinely till today I don't understand what that line thing is. If you can, yeah, I explain it to I, me. I'll I, I, I generally put a three sec, three minute clip about that after I'll we finish talking about the I'll game. I'll we'll explain there. it to you simply. So, since I have a goalkeeper and uh, this is so, when if you are taking a penalty, uh, the keeper should be behind the line, so they can mm-hmm. only move once the kick is taken. So, okay, what Nawaz did, like he did it correctly, but the mistake was like he. got in front of the line and it was not even close he was completely out of the line before the he managed to kick the ball so that is not allowed so they are supposed to be like what if like you can move forward like you can make a dive forward once you uh, once the player has taken the ball so clearly so the he stepped should forward. be completely behind the line yeah he stepped forward then he made the dive so you should not do that according to the rules and it is a previous rule but usually before war it was not given uh, although i do think exactly this, i yeah. wanted to ask you from when did they start enforcing it the first time yeah, i saw this, it was during a barca game the first time i saw was when terstegen had to stop no, no. a repeat penalty the first time i saw this uh, and i feel felt very bad i think yeah this is accept- even though it is a straight out rule uh but that game was close apparently it was a rule for a very long time yeah yeah but this was actually more evident because he was actually stepping too far out uh, uh to be honest uh so first time i saw this was in the women's world cup when i think france played so france uh, yes, so people jitu actually watches the women's world cup also <laughs> i don't know you know so there is a female player who i think her name is bendy renard or something uh, like she is uh, plays for leon or something so they had a penalty retaken because the keeper had stepped out of the line so that's when i saw this for the first time uh women's world cup was the first time i watched a women's tournament so <laughs> so that's the first time i saw this then later on i started seeing and the most uh, significant one was to be that terstegen had to retake uh, the penalty again the one you were talking about so that is pretty much the say so since war has come it has become strict so the, uh this one i think i can i think we can give it up but there are instances when they consider like millimeters and all so that is actually stupid like you should consider after like like if it is significant enough like if it is he is standing 1 feet ahead of the line or something like yeah that is obvious you can't give that that is mistake from the goal but this small small things i think it happens like even if how much you try the person accidentally will step it out uh because always they uh, 
it is hard for the keeper anyway to save the goal so this is one of the things like they are trying to fool like they act it happens so yeah it's two sides to that i think i'm going too much into that so yeah we are already at 52 minutes so there's yeah. no point of trying to cut it short anyway let's just talk about zidane zidane's job being under yeah. question right now i though though there have been calls that uh, and things saying that his job is actually at risk i honestly don't believe that is the case yeah and people uh, uh, i saw this question during espn fc and i thought we should cover it yeah people keep hating on kuman uh, or kk setian when he was there saying they lost they should sack him immediately yeah or ole saying that now he is losing the team is not doing well sack him why don't people say the same thing about zidane because obviously zidane plays well yeah he was a great player he was a great manager he's won three i think three or four ucl three he, he has a bigger resume than uh, real betted barzages for the past 50 years so he has every right to stay in the team so he has a bigger and work. he left yeah he left at his own accord and yeah, then they they, they him bought him back they brought him back exactly so. he didn't say i want to come back they said please come back and he came back yeah and so, I, and even if they are trying to sack him i think duran is smart enough he'll just resign like uh, i i will not let you sack me like i i, has, I honestly don't think they're going to sack him because this is like a no i genuinely I, believe I this is like a one off kind of a thing No I do think this game against Barcelona is going to be big is going uh, to be important I was just coming to that because it, today's clasico going to start in 1 hour we are recording this at 6:30 <laughs> it's going to start in 1 hour yeah and I genuinely believe this is going to be among the best clasicos in the last 3 4 years because there is so much at stake right now yeah especially Both from the Real Madrid side yeah it, it means so much for Zidane yeah. and ramos is coming he did not try to get ramos back and make him play in the ucl but he's getting him back for the clasico despite yeah. they're saying he's that full fitness but i honestly don't believe that both teams are they're literally getting him back both teams and are yeah exactly barca have a point to prove under the new manager saying that we are not going to be pushovers right now yeah. we are trying to go through a rebuild and this clasico will be a statement for them so it's a high stake game for both sides and I am looking forward to watching it. I think this is going to be the game which shows which team is more bad right now in the situation right now. So <laughs> the whole league uh, both is te- bad. Both teams are looking bad. Uh, this game is going to show which team is looking the worst. So it will be exactly. nice. Like it will be the battle of the who has the worst defense. I think so <laughs> because both defenses are looking shaky. <laughs> okay, remember I asked you to remember a question. Do you remember it by any chance? I should have made a note of it. Oh but shit. <laughs> Zenith Juventus. Uh what was okay. it? Okay. Okay, I don't remember. It's okay. Chuck it anyway. <laughs> I think we'll have to It's keep a notebook. Too much time. We'll <laughs> just I'll definitely keep a notebook. So I think this is the end. Yeah. I'm going to put the whole video like this as it is on YouTube along yeah. with what I'm talking right now. Yeah. And we'll paste and and we'll put chi I will cut and put small small versions of this video as well just like ESPN FT does. Not yeah. because we have so many editors but because <laughs> no one is going to listen to 55 minutes of us talking. I think this is the longest so video you. we've done in a long time so <laughs> thank you anyway guys. Okay. Bye bye. Okay guys this is Jitu signing off. Bye bye. <laughs> do follow me. Oh he forgot to say like share subscribe <laughs> if you don't want to do die. <laughs> <laughs> okay bye, bye. bye.